My name is Jake. And my name is Emily. And, and this, this is Feels Like, like the, the First Time podcast. podcast. The ongoing podcast adventures where I get to experience watching movies for the first time all over again vicariously through Emily, who has literally seen no movies ever. Hey, I've seen some movies. Sure you have. What a to-do to die today at a quarter of two till two. A, a thing, thing distinctly, distinctly hard, hard to say, say but, but harder still, still to do. do. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Hey, um, hey guys. Welcome back to Feels Like the First Time Podcast. I just listened to NPR the other day. What, what the hell are you talk, doing? They talked about ASMR and how it's good for your ears and it makes you feel tingly. So it, I hope it's working for it, you. It does. I love ASMR. Oh, no. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the listeners. Okay. Oh, I'm done now. So, everybody, you're welcome for that. Uh, everybody, uh, Emily Durkholz. Yay! Oh, who's that? You heard that? another voice. Who's that? So we, we we have a very special guest today on the podcast. On the podcast. E- everybody, our friend. everybody, please welcome my 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 good friend Mark Bessinger. Yay. We uh we we've known each other. Good God, how long have we known each other, Mark? I don't know, a couple weeks. A couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah we we <laughs> yeah, like I've I've only met you today. We go way back. <laughs> yes, we did. Well, um, re- no, I met you um in real life in IRL yesterday, but I've known you probably now for a year. I feel like that's probably right. And or then, like every once in a while when you're talking to Jake, I would have been like, hey, tell Mark hi. But <laughs> I think it's, has it just, I don't know. I don't know. It's, but, uh, okay, so. so uh, We've known each other for probably like maybe two, two and a half years, but we actually so. met a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. Uh, what is time? Mark and I. It's an illusion. Mark yeah. and I knew, we like knew each other's work for a long time before we met. So like when we, because we're both, uh, we're both from Indiana. We're both filmmakers. And most of us all know each other. So, uh, yeah. And we were fans of each other's work. And then just, you know, people that do similar things, eventually you just become good friends. Because uh, if you're a filmmaker, uh, I think you could probably attest to this. It's nice to find someone that speaks that weird language that sometimes you feel like you have to explain what you do to other people. So it's always, like, refreshing to talk to another filmmaker. Did did you kind of get that, too? Yes. So... (laughs) Thanks for that dissection. Um, uh, uh, I was gonna say, did uh, did we have you list your movies for everybody? Argle Bargles, oh. Argle yes, Bargles, okay, so, 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 Mark, since I know you quite well, why don't you why don't you tell our listeners a little about about you and your work? Well, uh, I am the writer and director of the films Ninja Zombie, Bite Marks, Last Straight Man, Confessions, and Rhapsody. I also wrote and directed the uh, YouTube radio series Fiendish Things. Um, from Indiana, moved to Los Angeles and uh, come back here every so often to visit friends and family. And uh, that's what I'm doing here now. Coming Yay. down, visiting my good friends, Jacob and Emily. Yay. And we, we actually we got a little productive last night because uh, Mark and I have been working on a, a, a little series that we drop episodes online every once in a while called The Ghost in the Graveyard. Yes. It's another YouTube show. We just filmed the third episode of it last night. It's a nature documentary type relaxation kind of show. That's where you like can, the perfect description, yeah. Yeah, you can tune it in and you can uh, just watch like cemetery uh, footage in a really relaxing, beautiful way as the sun goes down. But there is a little game involved. We did a, we pull a Where's Waldo kind of thing. And in one shot in each episode, there is a ghost. And you have to see if you can spot the ghost. 
Who's so, that ghost? That ghost is really good looking. We uh, well, we don't we don't know who <laughs> they used to oh, be. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> or who they are now, guys. It's me. I was the ghost. Why are you ruining oh, the illusion? I'm sorry, no, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> you're, you're you're killing me here. <laughs> I would never kill you. I love you too much. I love you too. Um, <laughs> and and we love Mark and are happy that he's here. Yay, so um, so happy. We th- yeah no this 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 whole having guests on the shows thing is uh I'm I'm, I'm liking it. We this this is this is I a good dig thing. it. Yes. Um, but uh, with with a special guest comes a special uh, turn of events as far as the rules go. Um, there are no rules. Yeah, it's true. Fuck the rules. Anyway, uh, so since we're, <laughs> instead of instead of showing Emily a movie that she hasn't seen, uh, Mark is taking over and he is going to show both of us a movie that neither of us have seen. But... I love being in the dark with you. Yeah, no, I, it's <laughs> real. my my how the turns have tabled. My how the the. The shoe is on the other ear now. What? what? I don't know. I'm not funny today yet. I haven't. Had, we're anyway. We're, we're having margaritas now, so maybe as this goes, it'll get funnier. Um, Fingers crossed. We one can hope. Anyway, so uh, this episode brought to you by Jose Cuervo Margarita Mix. <laughs> I mean, delicious. We we would like it to be. Please give us money. Sponsor, anyway. please. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, Mark, uh, I'm, I'm not even going to try to introduce this because I know this movie is particularly special to you. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's about to happen here? Well, when Jacob and I have one of our many, many late night talks, we one of the it always devolves or evolves, depending on how you look at it. At some point, True. into have you seen this movie? Have you seen this movie? You know, and we, you know, talk about oh, that sounds interesting. We should watch it and. When they uh, invited me to come over and, and, and show a film to them, I wanted to show them this movie. Um, it's my all-time favorite film. It's called The Abominable Dr. Fibes, starring Vincent Price, Joseph Cotton, and Terry Thomas. It's a British production directed by Robert Fest. came out in 1971. Uh, my, um, I actually saw it in 1972. My mother surprised me with it one day when I was... Uh, like 12 years old by taking me to an afternoon show of this movie at, at the Crump Theater in Columbus, Indiana. And I instantly fell in love with it. Um, it's just got wonderful Art Nouveau set designs and it's set like, I believe it's set in the twenties and the sets are like are designed with Art Nouveau. Uh, there's wonderful costumes, wardrobe, music. It's campy. It's got a really dark sense of humor to it. Vincent Price is wonderful in it and it's kind of a kind of a, a it's kind of a slasher film in a way um well you you had my curiosity but now you have my attention <laughs> well i hope i always had your attention that's yeah that's true well we're, we're film nerds it's always fun to so like but but i like this because like you said we always go devolve or evolve into have you seen this? Have you seen this? And I, I feel like sometimes, it, like, in a friendly way, we can get kind of competitive. Be like, well, yeah, but have you seen this? And we're always trying to one-up each other and find, mm-hmm. like, that movie. Because it's it's exciting. I mean, just like we do on this podcast, when you find something you like to show to someone that you care about, like, oh, my God, I want you to see this. And so, like, I'm I'm excited to be on the receiving end of that here. Yeah, it's great because, you know, yeah. this is this show feels like it's the, feels like the first time. And for me, it's like getting seeing people watch it for their first time helps bring it all back for me. And um, and it's also interesting too, because when you get these more obscure movies, 
because um, you, you ask me, well, what's your favorite film? It's always going to be like, oh, Lord of the Rings or Star Wars mm-hmm. or something. To pick a more obscure film from the 70s and be able to treat somebody or treat yourself, depending on how you look at it, to see it, um, it, 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 brings, it brings me joy. And I'm really hoping that uh, you guys are going to enjoy it. I really love experiencing my friends' favorite things in that way because it just tells me more about who they are. Yeah, it's like um, if you love something, yeah. please share it with me. I, even even if you don't like it as much as they do, I mean, I'm not just in general. It's like it's always I always love being shown things that by you know. Yeah. It's it's like when you see when someone loves something and they show it to you, it's like it feels special. It feels like you're being let in on some. Like private secret or something. We're taking a tour of your mind palace. I love it. <laughs> mind palace. I like that. Yeah. Well, I stole it from Sherlock Holmes or whatever. Oh with, yeah, with, that's um, right. Well, see, I would see. You said that in Benny my brain. Bendy Pooh snatch my purse. <laughs> Bendy. <laughs> Bendy Dick Kumquat. Um, no. See, you say that and again. You no. know exactly who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. No, but like you, you said, that, and I started thinking of like mind grapes from Thirty Rock. Or, uh, I, was, I don't know, you said Mind Palace and I was thinking of Inception shit. But you're right, that's from Sherlock. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gotta go in your Mind Palace and search <laughs> through the boxes and find the thing that helps you solve the case. This is gonna help me solve your case. I don't I don't know what that means. Ominous. <laughs> Ominous. That's a storm. Well, um. I don't know. I, I, I don't know, gang. Should, should, we, should we go watch this thing? Hey, yes, let's watch it. Let's have some snacks and watch it. Let's, okay, so um, if let's you watch want, the hell out of this thing. Why don't I you, cannot wait. Feel free to pause the episode here and go watch the movie, and then come back for our discussion after we've seen it. And we will we will be back with more margarita and more more discussion. So yeah, okay. is margarita here? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh no. Bye. You're so fucking weird. All right, we'll be back. Bye. And we're back. And we're back. So we we okay. That sucked. We're gonna talk. Again. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's okay. Edit this out, Jake. It's fine. Hey, we're back. Hi. So, um, the abominable Doctor Fibes, uh, Mark. I, I gotta be honest. I can see why this is your favorite movie. I. I really loved this. This was really good. It was very fun. Yes, it was. I, I've I've loved it since I saw it when I was twelve years old. Um, what intro? <laughs> okay, the, it's weird because I really didn't know what to expect other than like you know what you said before. Um, and I was like, yeah, Vincent Price because I, I knew nothing about the movie. But uh, I don't know. Like I I I feel like I was getting a pretty heavy giallo kind of vibe from it. It reminded me of like Italian horror movies that I love from the seventies. But this is like before a lot of them yeah and i and you know i never looked at it that way until you mentioned it and then i can see some of the, the you know the uh the the piece the genre pieces you know the gloved hands and um some of the some of the murders are pretty rough you know mm-hmm. so um yeah i can i certainly saw that the well the, the the kills in this thing okay yeah for 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 an an older pg horror movie the the kills were pretty insane in this oh yeah like yeah. Uh, really inventive like almost uh it, it's it's weird because it reminded me a lot of <laughs> i kept thinking i'm like so many movies ripped this movie off because i was like <laughs> oh that saw this totally feels like saw. like when the the keys like like yeah sur- has to be surgically cut out of them like before like the trap gets well, them in right. a certain don't amount you, of time you don't you feel like it's more of an homage than 
than a yeah okay okay I, I i yeah I, I say it playfully i mean there are no new ideas i'm not like oh they ripped it off like and yeah i don't mean it yeah, yeah, bad okay, okay. so homage yeah, yes yeah. yes um, and we realized this movie was did come out in 1971 but we are giving you a spoiler alert right now so mm-hmm. in case you haven't seen it yeah, as we always say, it's like why why would you listen to the episode if you haven't yeah. seen it? Like watch the movie and then listen to this. I'm wondering I'm gonna I'm gonna double check <laughs> but on you just should watch, watch it, yes. And see where you can watch. Oh, you're gonna let people know. Cool. Yes. Um but no, like I got that from a lot of things. There was a, or I noticed a lot of what I think films maybe took influence from. Like I felt like Saw definitely paid uh homage to this. Uh I would throw seven in that mix too um well you know when i saw seven at the theater my first thought was this is dr five this is just a modified dr five's movie you know and because there were so many things that the seven deadly sins the ten curses of the pharaohs i mean yeah you know and the fact that the killer is always like one step ahead of the police you know the whole time through and that's one of the things i like about this movie you know i like that he's so clever that he's got everything worked out you know, he has that one moment where he, um, where it, it falls, it falls outside his plan when he loses the medallion when he's uh, killing Doctor Longstreet. But, um, but other than that, he's like right there. I mean, he's one step ahead of the cops the whole time through. And he looks fabulous doing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's costumes like, are so great. It's like it's like it, it, mur- uh, uh, Vincent Price and his assistant. They were they were like murder, but make it like dramatic and fashionable as fuck murder but make it elton john meets phantom of the opera that's 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 disturbingly accurate like yeah no but but i I do what i can well and also like this this was sort of like a weird like i'm probably just reading too much into it but there's 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 three things that we can tie to this and pointed out one of them i was like the scene wherever the plane the 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 car is chasing the plane i was like ah the opening of Face Off. There, there it is. It's just but then I was like, okay, well, that's maybe reaching. But then it, the movie ended with playing Somewhere Over the Rainbow, which was also that, that big shootout was set to in Face Off. And then M was like, and he rips his face off. And I was like, so Nicolas Cage, <laughs> Sir, our Lord and Savior, Sir Nicolas Cage, definitely did uh, like... Your Lord and Savior. Our... Oh. There's, there's only one. Anyway, okay, so... Point, so we're getting into a theological debate. So no, okay. Like, um, yes, Nick Cage is the greatest. Anyway, so so Sir Nicholas Bartholomew Cage, uh, what definitely, um, I'd like to think while on, you know, cocaine PCP I, on, I on something PCP ayahuasca on something, uh, decided to uh, bath salts. Bath salts definitely <laughs> uh, was in prep on Face Off and was like, I watched this movie the other night and I need you to put some shit in it. And <laughs> I don't know, but it's like I see all these movies, all of which I like all of those, like, you know, Yay Saw and Seven and Face Off. And I'm just like, and then you add a little bit of Phantom of the Opera in there. And it's, yeah, it's it's this weird, perfect cosmic gumbo. Cosmic <laughs> gumbo. No, it's, 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 it's this great, like, it's this great, like, merging of a bunch of things that I like. But, you know, this this did it before a lot. Yeah, of, like, it, was, obviously. it was the so, OG. Th- yeah, this was, uh, <laughs> I mean, like. I'm mad that I've never seen this movie before. Like, because I, I feel like this is one that I would have been fawning over, like, back in the day. Like, but it now is you're really. Happy about it. Yeah, no, no, no. Better yeah. late than never. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, I, you know, I'm late to the party and I'm like, oh, I wish I got here sooner. It's just, it was, it was a lot of fun. Like, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, like, um, other than this got its hooks in you pretty deep, like, I, like, could you even have any rough idea of how many times you probably have seen this movie now? Uh, I, 
I it, I think I've seen it. Well, I have to go back and check my records, but I know because I do keep count of it. You do, yeah. okay. yes. Uh, and I have seen it. I know I've seen it about a, somewhere around 115 times. Oh, because but I will say I've seen it all those times, and t- it wasn't until today that I you know I noticed something new, and that was when Emily pointed out the overturned piano at the end and you saw the clockwork musician's legs sticking up. I had never seen that, but I'd never noticed that before. So, you know, like I always think, uh, when I think of like some of my favorite movies that that's, that's sort of like the test, I think, you know, like you see it stop. Even I stop counting. Like you see it infinite, like however many number of times you've seen the film. And then every time you watch it, you can still catch and pick up on something new. Mm-hmm. It's like there's another there's another page to turn or another like layer to, to peel back. And like I love that because they're movies that like you can always sort of rediscover. So that's awesome. And it makes it new every time. It does. Yeah. You mean if it makes it feel, feel like, like the, the first, first time? <laughs> that Ron I, Burgundy? That's that's so cheesy. Like I a thousand percent need to cut that out of this episode. Do not <laughs> cut it. Do not. Oh, love the, it. Ah, oh, the saccharine. Anyway. It's fine. Um, no, but like... What oh, about this movie? Whenever you went to see the movie in theaters with your mom, like what about it initially grabbed you? What was the thing about it that told you like, this is something special. This is a movie I want to keep in my life forever. You know, like I said, I was, I was 12 when I saw it for the first time. And I just think... I had never really seen a movie like it. I mean, I had grown up on like the universal horror films and everything's black and white. And here you got a movie that's in color. It uses, it has a great use of color, both in wardrobe and sets. Um, It has a really wicked sense of humor to it, which I liked a lot too. Um, And I always, I've always liked Vincent Price. And um, I think it was just, uh, I think it was just all of that put together that uh, made me, made me really like it. But then again, there's there's some other things that, well, plus I, I, what I really liked about it too is that here's here's this guy, he's murdering people, but he believes he's absolutely in the right. Yeah. You know, he believes that God is with him on, yeah. uh, is on his side for doing this and he believes that he's getting, he's getting revenge and he's justified in doing so. And even at the end of the movie, when the credits run, they list Fibes along with Dr. Vesalius as the protagonists and everyone yeah, else yeah. are the antagonists, yeah, you know? It's, it's, like, it's like the villain is our hero. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Exactly. And I guess what I really liked is that he's killing these people, uh, but you know what? He, he's, he's, not, he's, not, he's pulling out all the stops to make sure they have the best murder they can possibly have. He's he, nothing but the best for his victims, especially oh, that, yeah. that scene where he's picking out the Brussels sprouts to yeah. kill the nurse. You know, he's you see him, he, he's tossing some of them out because they're not good enough. It's like only the best ones are going to work for her to kill her, you know? And I just, I just loved that. I, you know, like like little little touches like that I thought were beautiful because it, it, the movie, like, and you mentioned the comedy, it, it is like really hilarious it at times. That, but like, dry British humor yes. that you see in like an exaggerated form in Monty Python but, um, stuff. But, but, but at the same like, time. It, so it kind of gets you. It's like everybody keeps calling Trout Pike. And it's like that's the that's a running joke for that guy and so right. on and so forth. And it's just like, I, I don't know. Well, like, I, again, like I thought it was really funny, but I never really felt like it got I guess, I guess this is just my opinion because I'm sure people like would, some would think, but I never really felt like it was goofy. Like it never got into like you know, airplane territory, or yeah. like, like, like the, the the comedy was there, but then, then honestly, like we were right back to like 
it being serious. Like even though he, you know, he's plugging, he's like, ta- like when he takes a moment and tastes something by sticking his finger in the back of his neck, right. or like you know, Bluetoothing or like plugging his cord, like his it, ox, he, pass me it, yeah, the he's ox. like pass me the aux cable and plugs it into his neck and then into whatever like you know an old Victrola, l- yeah, or, like yeah. whatever, so, whatever, like uh, like speaker he has sitting around anywhere. Like it's just it's 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 so preposterous, but also like Vincent Price played it so like straight and serious like it was I, I don't know I was really into this whole like story about this dude that is just trying to get revenge because his wife was unfairly yeah. taken from him and it, it was it's I don't know it's like it, it, it's like this it kind of feels like this beautiful gothic tragedy and I love the uh, like elevated exaggerated theatricality of it all like you know him playing the organ and having the uh the, the the robot band that he has to crank up that plays and then you know his assistant what was her name again Volnavia Volnavia like coming out with uh with all these like extravagant like headdresses and 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 costume she has like costume change every five minutes right. and then she's like conducting the orchestra and he's like tear it all down and then well tear it all down. I don't know. I kept trying to do the neck thing that he was doing like you know, know where he was like not moving his mouth well, but I just flexing was, his muscles it was if cool he just like figured out I wonder if he just figured out what looked like speech and yeah. is just like manipulating his throat by swallowing which was something. fascinating to see like you guys can't see me doing know, this know, but I'm like trying to <laughs> swallow it's like, it's like you know like this like because this is a visual medium yeah. that we're working on anyway yeah. um, but no like uh, and then then she goes and grabs the the golden axe to destroy everything of course it's golden <laughs> yeah no like, oh, yeah. I mean, all only these, the best all these yes. little like bougie touches where he's like revenge but this is gonna be like extravagant and theatrical it's like grand guinal but make it fashionable 100 exactly (laughs) and and speaking of like how like you know cool looking i love the way this movie was shot like right out of the gate that that uh when at the beginning i was thinking man the cinematography is really good and i like you said i love the use of color too but then the second we got into that mask masquerade like part okay eyes wide shut definitely feels Mm -hmm. like very similar but that whole scene where like the the frog was it the frog mask is like tightening on him yeah and everything just i don't know like it was i didn't expect it to be this visually stunning Mm -hmm. you know like because i'm used to thinking outside of like a like a giallo or like you know some like hammer movies or anything like i'm used to thinking like old horror at a certain point is just shot very like that's not even true, because then I'm like, okay, go back to the universal. But you know, like you, you start to think, like I, I wasn't expecting this to be as visually extravagant as 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 it was. Like it's just really, really beautifully crafted. And a lot of it is the, is the compositions in the frame, because if you'll notice, the um, Robert Fest doesn't move his camera very much. It's it's fairly steady, but there are some like dolly moves, some little pans. Yeah. But it's all it's mostly about still camera and the compositions. Within that camera, you know, within, yeah, within were, that frame, yeah. And there was so, he was using, um, if I can get film schooly for a minute, he was using mise en scène a lot. You know, when remember, uh, like when the when the plane is ta- is off and uh, Volnavia is um, playing the violin, and Fives is looking at him through the telescope through the legs of the tripod that's holding the telescope. In that little V section, you can see Volnavia playing. He's got her com- yeah. composed there. Where he's playing. She's playing the violin. This white violin in, out in, in the field. That, yeah. In that little space. And then again at the end when she's been hit in the face with acid, the camera's shooting through the little uh, bead extensions on her headdress. Yeah. Yes. You know, just little touches like that where he's like, okay, I'm not going to move my camera too much, but I am going to compose some really interesting uh, spaces in this frame. And I'm going to use like, you know, some for- things in the foreground to set them up you know again like um at the uh at the ballroom scene when 
the guy with the frog mask is walking off. Fibes has his mask, but he's on the other side of this chandelier, and it's framing his. The chandelier is framing his face within the right side of the frame. Right. That, yeah, that was a. I love that shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, really, there's some really beautiful shots in this movie. Really, really wonderful things. And there was one I used. Actually, used it as my cover photo on Facebook for a while. Uh, Volnavi is playing the background. Fives is in the foreground. He's just got this little tiny flower between his fingers. Yes. He's yes. kind of looking at it, and his face is in big in, in the foreground, and she's kind of small in the background. It's just like a beautifully composed picture. I love that. And then uh, uh, when you're talking about the part where she, he was looking through the, the telescope, like watching the plane, I love that once it crashed that he just sort of spun it and stood up. I was like, did he just kind of like do a mic drop moment with his telescope? <laughs> yes. Just like, yeah, it I was did great. it. It's done. Let's go. <laughs> and and also, I what an interesting choice. Like you 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 cast Vincent Price in this movie, and he lost the ability to speak due to due to his his accident, his injury before. But it's like you're not gonna cast Vincent Price and not use his voice in a film. So like, I love that they like came up with this preposterous like creative way of he figured out how to talk again without moving his mouth, and we just plug him into the aux cord. And like I like I, th- I thought that was it was it was. Yeah, it was funny, but I thought that was kind of an inspired choice because could you imagine if it was like we didn't see him talk, but if you did not have Vincent Price's voice in this movie? No. It's like that's like, the reason you hire Vincent yeah. Price. A reason. So. Yes. Yeah. Well, the other thing too is there there's no, no dialogue in the first like 10, 12 minutes of this movie. Yeah. It's music, it's uh sound effects and, and tone and atmosphere for days. Mhm. Absolutely. And I just and you know it's not until the police show up at the at the first uh murder scene that you hear someone's voice, you know, when someone starts talking. So um yeah, it's just that's it's it's all just part of why I love this movie so much. Um it's just got a wonderful sensibility to it and it's got a really campy sense of comedy that I like and Vincent Price was just perfectly cast for it mm-hmm. and did a great job in it. And uh, again, it's just it's just a wonderfully crafted piece of work. I think it was directed by Robert Fast, who directed some of the episodes of the old Avengers TV show, the British Avengers. Oh yeah, it was in the sixties. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He directed some of those, and so he got this movie, and I think he, he did a you know great job on it. Um, but yeah, there's just you know, and I love it. like like we were talking about Volnavia's um, wardrobe. You know, she has these wonderful gowns and things that she wears, but when they go out. You know, the movie's supposed to be set, I think, in the 30s, but she's wearing, like, clothes that are really suit well-suited for, like, mod 60s London oh, yeah. gear, you know? The big Russian hat and the, you know, the slacks and the black, you know, that's yeah. that's mod. That's mod mm-hmm. clothing, almost, you know? She, it, it wasn't, you know, she's just, the only thing she's missing are, like, giant polka dots yeah. on her outfit, <laughs> you know? Well, okay, so, so the, I mean, I think the takeaway from that is her character was a trendsetter, obviously. She well, was yes. a few decades well, ahead. Well, she's fashionable. She's fashionable, and so saying, is the jewelry murder, maker. But do it fashion. Yeah. Make it fashion. Well, no, but I, I'm quoting the hat, or not the hat, I'm quoting the jewelry maker who's wearing the cool hat. Right. Because he said, was she fashionable? <laughs> Why aren't you writing that down? Oh, I think I can remember fashionable and i think yeah. the guy who played that the jewelry maker was the guy who who uh, ran the candy shop in willy wonka and the chocolate factory what? Uh, oh i believe that was him okay um but the candy man can the, yeah, exactly yeah he's, he's yeah. One who, so but yeah it's it's that's just one another one of the things that is I just love this film so much. You know, it's just mm-hmm. you know I love that they he plays a song and they go and they and the, he and his assistant dance before they go out to kill somebody. It's like, 
you know, you were talking about rituals uh, you know, yeah. that they go through. Um, and I think it's just like, you know, we're, it's all just part of this lifestyle. You know, we're going to have a, we're going to dance and then we're going to go take care of this guy. We're going to go kill this guy. And then we'll come back and we'll play, you know, another, have the clockwork musicians play another tune and, you know, go on, you know. So it's just, <laughs> it's just another, it's like he's, he's taking it seriously because he's planned it for years. But he's also, he's who he is. You know, he's an organist. He likes music. Um, he likes high fashion. He likes dancing. And he's not going to stop doing that just because he's killing people. Well, and, 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 and he, he takes it, he takes it like, to, turns it up to 11 on literally every element of, of, of this diabolical plan to the point that even when he's killed someone, it's like his equivalent of looking at the name on the list and crossing the name off with a red marker when they've been killed is to fucking melt a sculpture of their face with a torch. A bust. Yeah, a bust. So he's, he's like, he took the time. He's like, I will mold all of my victims, and when they die, they will burn. And it's like, it, I loved that. And to go to the expense of having these medallions made, each one with the, 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 the Jewish symbol oh, yeah, exactly. of the plague that he wears when he kills them. I mean, he went to some expense. You know, yeah. Only the best. You know, it's like, uh, cool. it's like the guy in uh, Jurassic Park. You know, only the best. Well, and then, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, spare no expense. Spare no expense. Uh, it, well, and then yeah, Richard Attenborough's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam, Attenborough? Sorry, I said that wrong. Anyway, um, la, 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 stop, rewind, play. The the whole, uh, and even, even when we get to the ending, again, this is spoiler territory. Listen, to the, watch the movie first before you listen to this. But they, yeah. uh, like when he gets into their tomb to embalm with with all the mirrors and everything, it's like, it's like the fanciest resting place ever. Like I, I don't know. Like I, I, it's, it's even, even, like the final period at the end of the sentence of his life and this plan is still this bougie ass coffin that they're just yes. gonna be in forever. It's, so you fancy. know, it's like solid marble. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. but then um, Emily, you noticed that, and when they were in the in the sarcophagus there at the end, um, the telephone that was in the side. Yeah. Now the reason that was there is because in case. They were going to do a sequel. In case a sequel happened, it was going to start off with the phone ringing, uh, Dr. Fives coming back to life, picking up the phone, and an operator saying, you know, this is your 1937 wake-up call. <laughs> and that was, <laughs> and then he would get up and, and continue his adventures. But they, kill again. And they decided to, but they decided to, to cut that out. They did make a sequel, but they decided to, um, to, to leave that bit out. Oh, they did? Well, oh, wait, funny. so, he, but he embalmed himself at the end, didn't he? Yes, he did. And he... Uh, but the sequel, the I mean, sequel, what, what which is, is science, it's fine. The sequel, which is called Dr. Fives Rises Again, mm. starts with, you know, we saw on the sarcophagus lid, we, we saw the, that those things of the sun, yeah, the sun and, and the, the earth moon. and the moon. Yeah. And so it starts with the sun, earth, and moon get into a certain position that mirrors that on the, on the sarcophagus lid. Mm. And it starts all these gear mechanisms up again. And what happens is the same, the same mechanics that pumped his blood out and pumped embalming fluid in go into reverse and they pump the embalming fluid out and pump his blood back into what? his body and then and then he he wakes up it's that easy that's it's, all it. that's all it is it's that's all it just takes. that easy that's awesome is it still vincent price yeah it's still vincent oh, price wow. uh the only person that they changed was uh the actress playing full navia they used a different actress because that actress was pregnant and she couldn't she couldn't reprise but, the role but, but wait she acid died and now I need to know. She just acid melted. Oh, I, I, I okay. The way that they left it, I they was just, like, oh, she. They died. let her yeah. just marinate in that acid. <laughs> well, in 
in the original script that was going to be for the sequel, what had happened was Fives went. She's she's uh, her face has been scarred. She's in a, a mental institution. Fives goes out, breaks her out. Her face is all wrapped up in bandages, and they're in a car driving wildly through the streets. And as they're driving, Fives is like pulling his face off again, and Volnavia is unwinding the bandages on her face. So they're both they both show their like scarred visages, you know. But then. But for the sequel, that's actually kind of awesome. What they what, what they end up doing for the sequel because Fives actually made uh, it was a surprise hit. It made a lot more money than they were than American International was expecting. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we want to, we need a sequel right away. So they rushed a sequel into production. As a result, it's I like I still like it. I think it's it's got more comedy than the original does, um, but it's not as good. And you can tell they kind of rushed it mm-hmm. to get it made. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- this and I, that is not an adjective I would use for this. This did not feel rushed. That like every every shot felt like it had a lot of time and care put into it. Like I, this I, one I, did. I really, the original did. This was a hell of a hell of a work of art. This one did. The sequel, but they rushed on the sequel, and as mm-hmm. a result, that's why the sequel's not as well that done as sucks. the original. That's was. unfortunate. Yeah, it, it was. It was unfortunate, but. Um, uh, is it okay? Do you enjoy the sequel at all? Despite that, is I it like fun? it. Yeah, it's still fun. It's just, but it's not as good as the first one. I think mm-hmm. you know, it's just like Fives comes back to life, and he wants to go to this pyramid in uh, Egypt where there's a, a river of life that runs through it at a certain time when the moon is in a certain position. And using that water, he's hoping to bring uh, his wife Victoria back to life using that water. And in the sequel, we find out that uh, Volnavia did die, Mm. but she comes back from the dead as kind of like a living ghost to help him again. Nice. Um, this the, I, I love that they're they're all about like the Egyptian lore in this. Yeah. Like this is great. In, in a weird way, I'm 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 like, was this is did, okay? So was he the original Emotep? Did the mummy like the, the, the <laughs> yeah, remake? Did did, 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 did they too. did they vibe off of this too? Just... Maybe. Ah. There's a scene in there where where Fives has a hidden headquarters inside one of the mountains, and there's hieroglyphics on the wall, and Volnavia is on a scaffolding, and she's like painting them in. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, That's awesome. So you know, it's 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 like I said, it's a lot. It's a lot funnier. It's just not as I think. I don't think it's as clever. Yeah. So now, um, well, kind of off topic, but or at least a tangent. You you had mentioned uh, briefly, like uh, before we jumped on to record, because I was like, oh, well, you know. I, I think I made some joke about oh if they remake this or something I, I forget and you said that uh, didn't you say Tim Burton at one point was thinking there about was that a, or yeah like it, I think back before the pandemic started there was a there were rumors that Tim Burton was looking to remake this with Johnny Depp as Doctor Fives and uh, I don't know you know I but I do know that like um, there have been plans to try to remake this movie for years and years and years and either people just don't want to touch it because they know it's a, it's a beloved classic or they just don't know how to approach it approach the remake i I don't know so it fractions into these traces of the film like infinity stones and then they become (laughs) seven and eyes wide shut and face off exactly it's like and and and, uh and saw so yeah i just think they're i just think a lot of people say they just don't know how they don't know how to do a straight remake of it you know it's like we don't how do we you know it's like we were talking about the uh, Space Jam: A New Legacy, oh, yeah, yeah. and about how no one knows how to, nobody can recapture the the brand of humor of the Looney Tunes. Yeah. And I think this might be similar. It's like, how do you recapture the sar- the, um, the 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 campy, um, dark humor of Doctor Fives in, in a way that 
that works now that works and keeps the correct tone and we talked about rob zombies the monsters i mean if they capture the same tone of of the monsters as the tv show is it Mm going to work today yeah i mean i don't know but then but and in their efforts to try to make it fit be funnier for today's audience how's that going to affect the subject matter that you know we you know we all you know monsters fans love so much so well, I don't know. I mean, and, and you know, like we, in that conversation, we were talking about how sometimes you, uh, like a film can sort of capture that and work. Like Adam's Family, that was an example of something where I thought it, it worked and updated fairly well. Uh, I know people were kind of hit or miss on whether they thought uh, Burton's, uh, I always get it backwards. His is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate. No, his is Charlie, Charlie and the, the Chocolate, Chocolate Factory. Factory. The original is Willy Wonka. That's right. Yeah. So It's, um, it's interesting because that one, it, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, isn't it a book? And yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a book by Roald and Dahl. Yes. Which, yes. And so it, the Tim Burton version, I think, is a little more true to the book. And Willy Wonka and the Ch- Chocolate Factory took more liberties. If I'm if I'm thinking correctly, there. I'm not sure. The the, the well. We, I'm sorry. Which which you say took more liberties? The, uh, the original Wonka. Willy Wonka. Yeah. Oh yes, it did. I mean, yeah. uh, because it added a lot of things. You know, a lot of uh, different kinds of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I actually just watched it a couple weeks ago, and uh, my husband Cliff came in the room when it was. Well, he was watching it with me. Then he went to the rest to use the bathroom, and when he came back, it was in that scene where the woman's husband had been kidnapped, and the cops are there, and they're like, "Okay, when the when the kidnappers call." You know, she's like, I'll give them anything. You know, and then they're playing it totally straight, like a regular like crime drama. And he goes, they want your case of Wonka bars. And she's just like all dramatic. She's like, and, and you know, Mrs. So-and-so, like, what about your husband? And she's like, how much time will they give me to think it over? You know? <laughs> and and that's totally, I mean, I'm sure that wasn't in the book, but it's totally just things they did just kind of, you know, jack up different kinds of humor in Willy yeah. Wonka. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so interesting. Like, but that one we probably think of as more more of a classic than maybe the Tim Burton one. But is it because we saw that movie first, or I don't know, or, or I might be I, wrong. I don't know. I you know, know it, it's weird because when I was a kid, uh, my parents took me to see. Uh, Mame, the musical with Lucille Ball. Mm, yeah, and I really liked it. Of course, I was you know I don't know how old I was, but I maybe fourteen, fifteen. But I really liked it. I'd never seen a character like Mame before, and yeah. I just and I dug it, and I dug the music and all that kind of stuff. But then it, it was, wasn't until I was in my twenties when I saw the earlier film, Anti Mame, the just the, not the musical, but just the, a, a, TV, a film version of the play, yeah. with Rosalind Russell, and that just blew everything Lucille Ball did out of the water. That movie was just freaking amazing, and I. You know, yeah. all my thoughts of, oh, how Mame is really great just went out the window. And this was the new movie. Mm-hmm. So I think that I'm not sure if it matters what which one you see first. I yeah. think I think quality will tell, you know, uh, I think a good film will always outshine a lesser film, yeah. which no matter what order you see it in. Mm-hmm. Um, but Willy Wonka is so iconic. Yeah. Um, that I don't think Charlie and the Chocolate Factory had a chance. And I'm not yeah. sure they even cared, really, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. You know, we just want to make something that people might spend some money to go see. And we yeah. were, we're, you know, we're out of, we, we want to, we want something with name brand and, you know, da, like da, da, the da, new, da. um, uh, Grinch movie, the one that's animated. Yeah. Like, and that followed the Jim Carrey Grinch and that followed the classic cartoon Grinch, mm-hmm. which is like, okay, rehashing a new idea. Is it really good or should we just leave classics to classics, mm-hmm. which brings us back around to, should this movie be touched again? You I, know? I, and and I, I'm, not, I'm not against remakes. In fact, like I, I tend to defend 
several remakes that people are like they never should have done that i'm like oh, but i actually really like it like i love the texas chainsaw remake i and really I, the, yeah like the which which i mean i also there's a little bit of a i think it's kind of cool because uh i'm sorry uh, i meant to say that with a sneer really oh uh, i i do i i i i thought the the 2003 one was really good also no spoilers it's, friends because i haven't seen them it's also, it's also kind of fun that it's like you know i think it's like a uh, okay, to my knowledge, I'm not. I can't say definitively. No, no, it's it's okay. it's a it's like a film history first, uh, as far as I know, and then I think it's like the first time like a director of photography came back to lens the remake. He also shot the original, so mm-hmm. like I I think huh. it's a good looking movie. I I like it. I felt yeah, like it was it, it was a, it was a modern update. But um, another one that I remember thinking. Like, when I love a movie, I'm like, don't fucking touch it. Like, they keep talking about Jaws. I'm like, never remake Jaws. But right. I remember when they announced the Suspiria remake. And I was like, never going to watch it. Don't do it. Bad idea. But then all of a sudden, I'm like, I do like the director that they got on board. And then I'm like, oh, Tom York is doing the score. And they just kept like, and like, ah, oh, Tilda Swinton. They keep doing all these little things. I'm like, all right, I'll watch it. And it it did its own thing, which I like. It works as a companion piece. I, I fucking love the remake. I I I went real hard 180 from this shouldn't exist to I'm really glad this exists just because like it sort of became its own beast. So when you do a remake with like good intent, paying homage to the original and updating it and doing something different and it's not just like like when Gus Van Sant was like, let's remake Psycho shot for shot when it doesn't when it does when it feels like, what's the fucking point? Like, if there if there's a point and a purpose to it, I I'm not anti remake. So I'm not like, don't touch this, but also I kind of just love it the way it is. Yeah, yeah. And this, and 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 I liked seeing this, knowing like looking at the influences of modern films that like I know and that I like. That I I I don't know. I mean, I I I genuinely feel like all those films, whoever was writing and conceptualizing them, they were like, oh yeah, remember Abominable Doctor Fibes? What if we pull from that? Well, you know, I again, I I, you know, when they do remakes, uh, announce remakes of certain classics, I I do go you know uh, haughty fanboy. Yeah, but it's like I get super snooty about it. But if you're gonna, if you're, but you know, the remake of Psycho for me was just like it was just an artistic experiment. I mean, if you're gonna remake it. Why do a shot for shot remake? Why not try to make it something different? You know, something personal, something yeah. your own. At least like make it like yeah, make it its own beast. Like make it make it have its own voice. Make right? it a variation yeah. on the theme. Exactly. Yeah. Which, or, which going back to Suspiria, or, that effectively did to me. Which or is, for me, Suspiria. Suspiria did that. I I was kind of on the fence about it, but um, you know, I don't go back to the old to, to the same like uh the same examples that get trotted out. I mean, uh, the, the remake of the thing was great. The remake of the fly was great. Yeah. Um, so Carpenter and Cronenberg, they, 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 they did it well, but if you've got someone who's got, Hey, you know what? I've got a new idea on this story. I've got, you know, a different take on it. Something that I'm really excited about. Something I think I can do as opposed to someone say, um, I mean, I know for a fact that there are, there were production companies who say, okay, look, here's a list of movies that we have the remake rights to go through the list and they give it to film and go through the list and just pick one out that, that interests you, you know? <laughs> and it's just, it's about the name, you know, like, okay. Um, well this, you know, if like, if some, if someone were to say, well, I think they're, they're, aren't they remaking uh, phantasm? Uh, oh, no, I know. I, well, I know there's a new scream coming out. I actually don't know. I don't there know is if a that's new a remake or a continuation. I don't Yeah, remember. I'm not sure on that either. But uh, again, it's just like, you know, it's 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 got well, it's like uh, it's like let's take here's here's a good example the 1996 uh, version of uh, Godzilla by Roland Emmerich. You know, oh, with old Matthew Broderick, yes, yes, which I hated with a passion, but because it's a pile of dog, it's shit. crap, and I think and they disappointed so many Godzilla fans with that film. But I always said, 
instead of calling it, and I know they call it Godzilla because they want to bring people in. There's that money, mm-hmm. you know, but you bring those people in. I guess it doesn't matter. You get their money and who cares if they like it or not. Yeah. But if you it's had called it something else, if you had called, if you had said it was a remake of, of Beast from 20,000 Fathoms or Reptilicus, you know, then people would have gone in with lower expectations and they might have actually enjoyed it more, you know. Mm. But if you call it something That's iconic like yeah. Godzilla, you're setting yourself up for failure, you know. Um, especially with the, the design of the creature and everything. So, yeah, I'm, the, I'm coming I, I, my, in my brain. I'm, we can cut that out, but in, uh, I'm, no, man, about I'm going to leave it in. You said, leave everything yeah. in, <laughs> um, the Disney remakes now, like the, the live action remakes mm-hmm. and how like that feels less like. Uh, ironing out new ideas and more like money grabbing for nostalgia's sake. Um, I know this has nothing to do with. What was the first no. one they did? Cinderella. Was it Beauty? Oh, it might have been Cinderella. Well, and Beauty I, and the Beast. I think. I think Cinderella was for. I okay. I haven't seen. I haven't seen Cinderella. I haven't seen. Which like, I want to. I, think, I, I don't think I've seen any saw, of them. But I don't remember if I. I can't remember too much about it. Yeah. But I think. I think it with that. I think it maybe at first it was kind of like. Oh, let's you know, let's try. This is like an experiment. Let's do a live action version of this classic animated movie. And when it did well, and then Beauty and the Beast did well, they're probably like, okay, we're just going to do it. We're going to do live. It became a yeah. it became a business thing. It became a business decision. We're just going to make live action movies of all our animated films now. You know? I I, uh, I I was trying to think of a movie that recently where I was I was thinking uh, like I, I, as far as remakes go, uh, the most recent one that really. I, it caught my eye that I enjoyed was uh, the Wrong Turn remake that just came out recently. How was I, that? I haven't seen that. One. I, I, yeah, I know I'm the only one in the room that's seen it. I, I've seen it several times. I love it. Like I, I really adored the piss out of it. it it's, um, I kind of wish it wasn't called Wrong Turn though because it, it's not a sequel. You know, they made like what seven or eight of those. Eventually, they got direct to video, and they just all kept yeah. getting diminishing returns in quality. Um, <laughs> this was. Uh, it's not even the same story. It's it's the it's the same, the the screenwriter who wrote the first the original Wrong Turn mm-hmm. wrote this. Oh, okay. but it's like he 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 decided to write Wrong Turn, but he took a hard left turn from the original <laughs> material. Like no, because it literally <laughs> it, it it other than the fact that they're in the woods and it's kids, there really aren't any ties to the original. It's not like a family. I I, I don't I actually don't want to tell you what it's about because when the movie like when you find out what it is like somewhere in the middle point like you know when bad shit starts happening and you realize what's going on you're like this is totally its own thing it's kind of brilliant in my opinion and it but but it it has it doesn't resemble anything to the franchise it it is really well crafted and like high concept and i think uh i i feel like they were just like that's a recognizable like lower level not a level mm-hmm. tier horror movie but right. people have heard of that franchise even if you've never seen it, you're like oh, okay i've heard right. of wrong turn mm-hmm. and i think they were just like wrong turn remake mo- or like money so they, they were going off of at least that because it was enough to spawn all those sequels that on vod did pretty well but or, or direct to video but like i i wish it was called something different because it really is its own thing mm-hmm. in that case i love it when a remake like takes risks and doesn't retread the same material like actually i'm really i i would really like for you to see that and then chat about it. i think that'd be a good discussion because it's yeah. it's way better than i anticipated i do want to see it so whenever i get a chance to watch it i will i'm going to take a left turn here and say <laughs> that what i want from this story is um, are, we, are we back to fibes are we off yes, our tangent okay i want dr fibes origin story i want 
what happened to him before this movie happened to make him so fabulous. Actually, no, no, I, I could get behind a prequel. Well, I, I, it's like <clears throat> or a like Cruella a, yeah. or a Maleficent or whatever. Like, but I, I just want to know like life leading up to the tragedy. It's interesting. Um, I there was there were plans for a while to do another sequel. See what happened was, mm-hmm. AIP after they did the first film, then they started work on a sequel. They wanted to make this a, a trilogy. And just like they were doing with two other of their franchises, their Count Yorga Vampire film, they wanted to make that a trilogy, and they wanted to make Blackula a trilogy. And but what happened was, in each case, is like the second film, uh, the returns were very diminished. So they so they just scrapped the plans to do a third mm-hmm. one on each one. But there was a screenplay written to do the third film, and in the 1980s, Vincent Price did a college campus tour of a stand-up. Uh, uh, a stand-up talk he did called Villains I Have Known. And he I was going to IU at the time, Indiana University, and he appeared there. So I went to see this show. I forgot we were both alum of the same place. Yes, so, we yeah. are. Uh, you, so went to, I was not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I went to see him at uh, in, in this show, and, um, and he was great. He was really funny. He talked about all the, the movies and stuff he had done. And then he was going to do... Um, a live well, he was going to do like a public appearance at in the in the student union building if anybody wanted mm. to go and see him so i went there the room was crowded but he comes in he's talking to people he's starting to move around the room people are shifting and i just planted myself i'm like i am not moving i'm going to let him come to me so he did and i held up my hand and i said mr price i said i really enjoyed your show and he goes oh i'm oh i'm so glad and I'm ah! like, and, and i said can i ask you a question Holy well, of, well of course i said I said, um, I love Dr. Five. I said, it's my favorite film. I said, uh, do you have any like amusing anecdotes or something, stories you could tell? And he goes, well, I will say this. He said, there was a, he said, there's a, there's a, someone has just written a new script. It's called Dr. Fives in the Holy Land. He goes, and what? it's, he goes, it's really funny. He goes, but nobody will touch it because it does kind of make fun of, of some religious organizations and mm. thoughts. He's like, it's a, he goes, it's a really funny script, but no one will do it because it's too, they're afraid of uh, offending religious groups. And I'm like, oh, that's something. He goes, yes, I know. I love that character myself. But uh, yeah, so that was when I got to meet him and I got to ask him that question about Dr. Fives. Which hand did he shake? Right. I'm oh going to shake God. your hand now. Both do it. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god! It's transference by proxy. That's that's, I, that's amazing, man. That's power. awesome. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I had seen him. He did a uh, a touring company production with Roddy McDowell of and his wife Coral Brown. I think it was in it as well. They did touring uh, production of uh, of um, uh, Charlie's Aunt, mm. and uh, Roddy McDowell played Charlie. And he had to appear in drag, and Vincent Price was the guy who was. They were trying to get, he was trying to marry him. And it was really great. My parents took me to see that. I got to see them all on stage. It was really, really wonderful. Um, but, you know, so I've always loved Vincent Price. And, uh, you know, when he was in uh, Edward Scissorhands, his last uh, film appearance, I just, he came on screen. I'm just like, oh my God, he's so, he's just so beautiful with the white hair and everything. He's just perfectly groomed. Like he's just a wonderful, beautiful person. Um, but, I would like to talk, you know, when you earlier you you wanted to take a left turn and and you yeah. en- you ended it with the word fabulous and I want to take a 180 degree turn jumping off that. Okay. And let's yeah. talk about I want to talk about the gay elephant in the room and yes. this is Dr. Fives has been described by a lot of people as being a 
a closeted gay movie. Yes. Because they say Dr. Fives is, is what they would call, there was a book out, uh, the title of which I'm afraid I cannot remember, but the guy in the book, he, the guy talks about Dr. Fives as being, quote, the gay Avenger, end quote. And he says, yes, he's married. I, yes, yeah, he's, I kind of love that. That's awesome. He's Yes, he's married. Yes, he's defending his wife. But he's got a female assistant instead of like a little seven Igor. He's got an, you know, an egress, egress. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> so she's helping him. And, you know, and, and it goes like, yes, but, you know, that's exact, you know, that's that's why we have these wonderful costumes and gowns yes. they're always wearing and and the dancing and the and the uh, the the elegant dining that they do and and it's just, just and, spectacle well, and the, on spectacle the on spectacle on spectacle yes the musicals so well the the music the dancing you know yes. all these things you could as closely as closely associate with like the gay lifestyle and i'm like well yeah i mean after he kills dr longstreet he disses his art <laughs> you know he, he he looks at that picture on the wall and he leaves and he comes back and he looks at it again he looks at him with a sneer like yeah, <laughs> yeah. he almost he's like dissing him tells us that he is you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean he's like he, yeah oh poor taste he's, exactly he's like, <laughs> like exactly that's exactly what he's doing i love it I, and i had twinges of that as we were watching i was like is he he is very fabulous his his cloak is very sparkly he likes the finer things. Are you, are you talking about when he walks out in his eyes wide, eyes wide shut, like cloak shroud? His pearlescent, his pearlescent yeah. eyes wide white. shut. He's, 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 he's going to his bridal bed. His white. He's, he's ready for the party. He's white. His white satin outfit and yes. his gloves and um, you know his makeup. He, you know he puts on makeup so he can like go out in public. He had drives a nice car. Yes. Um, which okay okay hang on because I, I I don't want to go veer off this road mm -hmm. but <laughs> veer off this road car uh no the fucking car that had like the pictures of him like yes. like the, the side profile and the back of his head That's on the back as their high nose i loved that that was such a cool little touch i love that too I mean, it's this it's all these little touches throughout the yes. whole thing that makes this movie but anyway sorry i wasn't trying but to yeah, continue i, I, I don't want to go off the path was picking there. up on that vibe too but i i also didn't I didn't want to bring it up, I guess, because I didn't know if I was viewing it through the lens of now. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, but I would love to know if there's somebody that worked on that production that can vouch for that or like in, who knows about the writing of the script mm -hmm. or the production design said, yeah, that's a, our little secret. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I really don't. know. I'd love to hear if there was anybody out there who knew, uh, you know, that there was. Um, but exact, you know, it's exactly that's exactly what it is. It's, you know, it's just there is that sensibility there. Yeah. Um, you know, with like a like I said, you know, it's always the finest, you know, the finest things, and and he surrounds himself with art and beauty and and uh, yeah. you know, I think that, that music, that music, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, who else? You know, I I could totally see some gay people going out there and, and uh, oh, I can buy life size uh, musicians to play music for me. You know, <laughs> that'd be awesome. That would be that would be really fabulous. Life size so, life size musicians, and then uh, you know, going back to I I, I still want to know like how long it took him to to this is this is completely unrelated, but like I'm just thinking about the extravagance even in the way that he killed like you know yeah you've got the the kind of rube goldberg devices of like the acid will take six minutes to reach <laughs> her face or right. get down. but then when out of the fucking blue that that brass unicorn horn came flying through and stabbed the dude and then they they have to like like corkscrew him off right. to see oh the feet like it's 
it's it's so it's just, yeah it's every, everything is so extraordinary. How could you forget that was? I don't know. Stand out. That's a centerpiece of the film. Yes, it was. <laughs> but that was. We need that unicorn for a wall. But I, yeah. And I, and I was it was like and just like the the you were talking about like the decorations of like that basement. I was like I want that basement like with all the purple walls and the close everything. It look it looks like yeah. this like demented movie theater with this like like orchestra of like robots that mostly feel like dead like embalmed puppet people like in a weird way yeah. i don't know yeah. it was it was yeah His it's previous just victims. it's so yeah everything is so like extravagant like and like stylish stylish it's it's interesting like hearing this discussion because like well, like i didn't yeah which now i'm like went which, right over my head because i did not pick up on this but i'm like no you're totally right i see this now which maybe that was used as a device at the time like um, a man who can operate outside the realm of traditional masculinity of the time mm-hmm. is that threatening to to people? Could that be um, a villain to us because at the time society de- demonized um, mm-hmm. homosexuality at, at all? Um, so I wonder if that was used as a device or if it was that secret thing like a wink and a nod. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. it's a good yeah. it's a good question. Um, you know, it's like, um, I mean, horror films in general, the monster is usually is treated like the outsider to yeah. society. But in this case, if you add that level of gayness to it, then Fibes really does, he becomes the outcast of society on more yeah. than one level. And um, so that that's entirely, that's entirely possible. It just, it just, you know, it adds another layer to him and his story and, and to the film. Yeah. Well, and I and, love it. and I, I just thinking about like, you know, like him being an outsider, but like he's still people can't deny his genius. Like even at the end when he's like, you said I would never speak again, right. but I taught myself how to speak with my love of music and acoustics. <laughs> and he's, he's like, he's like, he's like, no Pass one. Pass me yeah. the ox cord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Excuse me while I plug in. But he's like, <laughs> I, but, uh, and then the, uh, the last victim, he, uh, what was his name? I forget. Uh, the doctor. Dr. Vesalius. Dr. Vesalius. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was like, uh. I'm terrible with names again first viewing but like Vesalius he was like no one can deny your your genius or your intellect you know he was talking about he's like yes we, we know that you're a genius you're a madman but like you know <laughs> yeah. like so like even even if he is like an outcast it's like he's too brilliant and too formidable and too capable like I kind of joked I, I I made a joke with you and I, I was like I was like if you died tragically please don't by the way but if no. you did i was i was like i, was I like, don't plan I was like, to this would be me this would be i would go on this plane but i'm like but i'm not smart or capable enough to pull it off so it'd be like a, it'd, it'd be like a ratcheted walmart great value version of this plan of this plan i feel like we should make a shitty youtube version of this like a five minutes short <laughs> where like i'm dead in a box and you're like Seeking revenge on all these well, it'd people, be like that. Terribly... It'd be like that unused moment in Raiders of the Lost Ark where they're the guy with the scimitar comes and does all this yeah. stuff, and 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 Harrison Ford was supposed to do a big this big complicated sword fight with yeah. it, but he wasn't feeling up to it that day, so he goes, "Well, just pull out your gun and shoot him." So it'll just oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, which, yes. She hasn't seen that movie yet. I've seen it's that going moment. to happen. I've okay, seen that but... moment though, it's one of those again. You know, again, like... this was she's seen no movies. Why you don't? Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it was one of those uh, like. Sunday afternoon movies that would be on in the background and like I don't I don't know about you guys but my family would always do a big breakfast on Sunday after church service whatever um and so then afternoon is for napping so you're in and out <laughs> of the movies <laughs> so that was me most of the time or like See, I, I was, was off to rehearsal and just watch it yeah you were I, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I can't I'm not rehearsal I, yeah well 
for me, Sunday afternoon was nap time too. But Monday, yeah. but uh, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, those were all movie nights. Those are those are times to go to the films and see movies. And it still is that way. It every is. damn night, and will all be for always. And for me, I was like, I'm gonna go to my theater rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be in Oklahoma. Which I did. You know what? This reminded me of Oklahoma a tad bit. Just the outsider thing with Judd. With Judd. Oh. Right? Like, but only because he's an outsider, right? Like, he was the outsider because he had trouble talking to people. I this is totally out of left field. This is what I do. I bring up random you shit. Just keep taking left turns and one I, and wrong turns. <laughs> if you take um what is it? Three lefts make a right. So that's where I'm trying to get to. Um <laughs> pull your finger out of your ass. No. <laughs> Give your boss a talk, Jim Parker. Who said that? Sorry, we're very excited that they're doing a Letterkenny live tour, and that, that's where but that came from. But the tickets are so expensive. <laughs> um, but anyway, like, if you think about Judd now through, like, our society's lens, like, yeah, he had pornographic pictures up on the wall. <laughs> he was kind of an outsider. <laughs> but he probably just needed a little bit of therapy. Like, why you got to be so creepy, Judd? But then he turns bad. So, never mind. Uh, this came out of nowhere, so we can just, like, say... Have you, uh, you, you've, you, you've, have you listened to any of our episodes after we record them? We ju- This is what we do. Oh we go gosh, off on tangents and it's ridiculous. Thing, I had this whole thing in our Independence Day episode <laughs> where I was trying to connect Independence Day with Spider-Man, like the Tobey Maguire <laughs> movies. And was, I couldn't connect the was points. That, was, that, was that before or after we uh, both sort of unanimously decided that... Uh, Jeff Goldblum is an orientation. Like I you can like check that, it if you're like, you know, what what are you? It's like Jeff Goldblum. I think that was the the beginning, middle, and end of our podcast. So it was throughout. So yes. Did you see that new uh video uh <gasps> that he's on hot ones and he likes to be called daddy while eating hot wings? Listen, our our friend and <laughs> my doesn't? cousin right? Our our friend and my cousin Adam um tagged us in that and he's an avid listener thanks adam we if you're listening you, we really hey, appreciate guys, that guys adam wagner also paints pictures so go he's a brilliant like, artist go go, go find him we out love him. buy all of his paintings yes. give him all of his money what, like give him all the work he's a great man he's my cousin we love him this episode brought to you by adam wagner art <laughs> sounds like you need another sponsor for this show adam oh. wagner art yeah yeah sounds like it yeah, yeah. So but this, talking about uh, going yeah, back, sorry, to, like, okay. going back to Letterkenny Live, <laughs> bring I mean, us back <laughs> and stage. Could you see Doctor Fives being done as a stage show? No, 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 yes, no. I literally, I, I didn't yes. say that the whole movie. I, I've wanted to lean over and because you, you made that comment when they were underground. You're like, when you don't have a set, get a black box. And they were yeah. like, uh, <laughs> with it, with it, when they went to the, um, the talk to the rabbi. Yeah, yeah, talk to the rabbi. And then uh, I was just thinking before when they went to the, that lab, I was like, this is somebody's base. Lab, it was the jewelry making jewelry making shop. Oh, well, sorry, yeah, but it was, it felt like a yeah, like the, the white. Well, it felt like somebody's have an basement. Open flame. Yeah, and for some reason I was thinking experiments, but you know, for 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 molding the, the glass and and the metal, you heat it up and you bend He's it a and craftsman. you, 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 you know burn what? the glass. Well, and the ballroom, anyway, but, the ballroom party was basically a big beige room with like a staircase. Yes. So know, I could I could totally. I was thinking this could easily be adapted to mm-hmm. a stage, to, stage. to a stage play. You Absolutely. Know, of course, they want to make it into a musical, but well, obviously. <laughs> I mean, well, and I kept thinking. I, of, I honestly um, wouldn't be mad at it. I I kept thinking of Phantom of the Opera for this one, and I think it might have been influenced because the story the Phantom of the Opera came out in the early 1900s like I think I, was it that's what I was going to ask because when I was talking before and I'm like oh this influence and then the musical came out in the 80s yeah 
the 80s. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But um, the story's been around for all that time. Uh, this uh, organist who teaches Christine to sing, etc., mm-hmm. kills people. Um, just with the flair for the dramatic, which you could maybe, like, cast that um, uh, genderqueer or, like, um, by notes onto the phantom too because of how like dramatic and elaborate he is and i don't know like i don't know it just made me think that's of that's interesting yeah yeah it made me think of that and so i naturally went to like let's stage this because yeah. <laughs> it makes me think of phantom so why not yeah but then it almost would have to be like a parody and almost would have to be do you think it, it would have to be straight up comedy it, it, I, I think it could be done just like the movie with like just little little with t- touches of camp yeah you know but it, but like like we were talking about earlier like it felt like to me again it was just the right amount like they never went overboard like yeah you know, he's right. like this was goofier like when they're unscrewing the dude after he got hit with the with the unicorn that but, might, but then that it goes right back been, to serious kind of that may have been like the the most extreme yeah. part well, that, of that of that, that, that but, and the two when their heads popped through the fun. painting that she was tearing down with the yeah. gold axe like you know there, there's there's little moments That's that they vaudeville felt very yeah like that. vaudeville like yeah. kind of like looney tunes almost comedy but but it never really like it never stayed there. It like it veered into that and then went right back into right. Like it's a it's weird like, mix of like drama moment, and comedy. Here's our moment of levity. Yeah. But th- you have that. I mean, even back to like Shakespeare shows, right? They had the stuff for the groundlings, yes. even in the the dramatic shows, right? So so I think that's just a tradition. You got to throw in a little humor, or it's just going to be too heavy. But then now we just have all these heavy movies, so. Maybe it's just part of that tradition. Well, I mean, there are scenes in the film that are just straight out drama, like where Vesalius is playing chess with his son. You yeah. know, there's a tender little moment, or, uh, or uh, you know, some of the 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 the, the d- discussions between Vesalius and Trout. You know, those mm-hmm. there's not a lot of comedy there, and it seems like it comes when there is comedy. It comes from uh, the character of mm-hmm. Fibes. Yes. Uh, because of something he either doesn't like or or he just, you know, or he's jubilant about something. Mm-hmm. Or when it comes to something involving the police, you know, their ineptitude. Yeah. Um, but a lot of, the, you know, and, I, you know, the, I don't think there's enough comedy in the movie to consider it a comedy. You might, maybe could go horror comedy with the label. Yeah. But um, it's it. there's a lot of, of just straight, serious drama yeah. slash horror in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Like it, it's, it's a unique blend of genres. I think. Yeah. Like where it, it's uh, because in weird ways it feels sort of like this romantic gothic tragedy at this like mixed with all. Yeah. I don't. Well, I like. Well, I really like. Yeah. I like. I I really love this movie. Yeah. I'm not just yeah, saying this because like, great. oh, you're my friend. You show me something. Like, like I like. I like. I I really. I I I want to revisit this again soon. I was. I'm very taken with it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now I did just look at Just Watch earlier. And it is not streaming anywhere. So we'll have oh. to, like, find links for you to maybe, like, go buy it yourself or, like, go to the <laughs> buy library. It, rent it. Yeah. But definitely, like, highly, highly recommend it. Share it with your friends. Um, I feel like, I, sorry, I feel like we're, that, that you're almost verging on a uh, verging on a closing here. Like, no, is there anything else we want to talk about? Or? Um, I, well, the reason why I brought up, like, maybe it needs to be a comedy and lead into the, or lean into the comedy is what I'm thinking of, like, the Evil Dead musical, um, how they really, oh. like, I mean, Evil Dead in and of itself is campy, and they bring in the one-liners and everything like that. Well, and Evil the, Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. They, yes. they were trying to make a serious movie the first so, time. So, I, but I wonder if it would do better. I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know. That I mean, that's oh. a, that's a really good question. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I just did a quick look, and you can't. Uh, uh, the entire movie is available on YouTube. Ooh. Uh, for for free. I well, think. how's about that? Hey, everybody, go look it up on YouTube. We literally can't make it any easier for you. Watch <laughs> it. I really like. I like. I I don't think I could sit here and like technically pick apart this movie. Because, like anything, any notes that I would have given is like, oh, that makeup's really thick, but he's wearing a mask. Yeah. <laughs> so no, no, no. I'm like, no, that, that it was, was supposed to be that way. Right. You that can was, tell. That like, was something I loved because I was like, oh, this makeup's really bad. And the end, and I halfway through, I was thinking, he's at some point gonna rip his face off, isn't he? And then they did, and I'm like, I'm like, you literally, oh, just, they did you it. Just you just justified any like criticisms I had of his oh. makeup because they're hanging in close up, and his eyebrows. I'm like, this also looks, and the the, the color differential on his neck, mm-hmm. and I'm like. No, 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 you, you fixed it. You, you pulled it back out of the hat and it worked. You did it on purpose. You son of a bitch. You, you did, did it. it. <laughs> you crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people, I mean, I, again, like I said, it's been my favorite movie for decades. And uh, I think a lot of people, more people should check it out. I know there are things that you're, that, that may, you may want to, may feel like it's blocking you. Like, oh, it's an old movie. Oh, it stars an old actor like Vincent Price. But there are a lot of good things in this film. There's things in there you, I'm sure you've never seen before. And just don't let the fact that it's an older film um, stop you from giving it a shot and, yeah. and maybe enjoying it. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I second that a hundred times over. I but third that. I, uh, I, I did think, and I didn't stop to think when you're like, hey, I'm gonna, I, I'd like to show you guys this movie. It's from 1971. I should have thought about the time period, but you said Vincent Price, and it's weird because, and I shouldn't because... That obviously is not all of his career, but you said Vincent Price, and my mind immediately assumed like, oh, it's going to be an old black and white horror movie. Mm-hmm. So like, what like, because I, I I didn't look up a trailer, I didn't look up anything. I was just like, I knew it was your favorite movie, and you wanted to show it, and I was like, oh, Vincent, yeah, of course, let's watch it. You put it in the, the first as soon as the movie started, and it's just like, not just color, but like gorgeous use of color. Oh, I was yeah. I, I was I was like like literally a couple shots in, I was like, I'm fucking in on this. Like I was like wherever this goes, it's it's it's. It is its to lose. Like right now, it, it had my seal of approval right out of the gate, <laughs> and they stuck. And they, they it it held it the whole time, and they stuck the landing, hundred yeah. percent. And if you're if you're studying film, or if you're looking at uh, if you're going into film and you're looking to be a set designer or production designer, this would be a really good movie for you to watch, just because oh, of all the sets and the, and the cinematography and the compositions, like we've talked about. It's all it's, it's very, very real, directed. very juicy. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to add, I'm going to circle back a little bit to the prequel idea. So, guys, oh let's boy. do this prequel. <laughs> and I think we need to cast Ewan McGregor, I don't know why, as <laughs> Dr. Fibes. I'm, th- hmm. I'm not sure why. Maybe because he just played Dr. Sleep. But I just love him. And maybe the thing... It's a very different doctor. I know. <laughs> but maybe, like, um, when he gets in his wreck, something changes his voice. Like our good friend Kevin Roach, who we talk about almost every podcast. Like he 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 had an um, incident where he screamed on don't, stage. Don't 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 toy with my feelings like that. Listen, or we could have <laughs> yeah, Kevin yeah, Roach sorry, do it. Saying, yes. Anyway, oh, so our friend Kevin Roach, he was in a production. Or was Hi, it a Kevin, film? we love you. Hi, Kevin, we love you. Um, and he had to scream, and like at one point just did too much and, just, and ruined his vocal cords. Uh, but this and gives and him he, this wonderful, and like, he never gravelly speaking as voice. I re- as, as far as I remember, I. I like he, it's like that because he never had any operation to correct this. I, I hope Ke- Kevin openly talks about this. I feel like it's okay to talk about it on the podcast. Kevin, if it's not okay, just like tell us and we'll take this podcast down and edit this part out. Um, 
Yeah. Anyway. We uh, love you. But what yeah, did no, he call so you earlier? He called me uh, his 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 brother husband. It's he texted so me. True. He goes, "Can you call me real quick, brother husband?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it works." I mean, it's yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> that's basically it. So we'll either cast you and McGregor or our good friend Kevin Roach as Doctor Fibes. Everything else, we'll figure it out as we go. Who I'm, would you cast as Volnavia? In me. <laughs> Well, no, that, no, that, that oh, was the thing I said. I, I like I leaned over one point. I said, "M." That's or, that, that was the. Um, I said, "We remake this, and you play her." <laughs> like the second she walked on screen. Or who? Who would I, like? That's in Hollywood right now. Um, like if we're thinking of celebrities. I, I don't know why the first the person only, that popped in my mind was Vanessa Hudgens, but I don't know. Yeah, like I think she would be. Yeah, hmm. but then like I feel like you'd have to give her lines. I don't know. I don't I'm know. trying to think. Of, I don't know. Because Jake kept like leaning over during the movie saying, you could play this part. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Because so I want you to who, play everything. The only people that look like me are. Uh, it's not just look. Uh, oh, oh. Gal Gadot and uh, oh. AOC. <laughs> yeah. So AOC, if you ever want to get into acting, we have an interesting proposition for you. <laughs> if you want to be in this movie about a prequel, come, you know, come be on our podcast and we'll talk about it. That'd be very cool. Well, you know, another interesting thing you just mentioned about, uh, you know, if about the, we said something interesting in that incoherent ramble. Yes, you oh, did, wow. and, okay. and, and I'll tell you what it is. She, you said there was one actress she said you'd cast, and you go, oh, she'd probably have to have lines. Oh, yeah. oh Vanessa. Volnavia, yeah. Volnavia is a character who doesn't speak Mm-mm. and Dr. I, Fives is a character who can't speak conventionally. Yeah. So we have these two characters who, uh, you know, Volnavia, she's able to communicate with people. She, uh, she obviously got the jeweler to make these medallions without, uh, talking to him. You know, he goes, I don't, I don't, she didn't speak very much as I recall, which means she probably didn't speak at all. Yeah. But, but then you've got five who can't speak either. And like, without the use of this technology, you know, without plugging into a, some kind of electrical device to project his uh, voice. I'm going to throw out something that's probably going to be a controversial idea, but I'm oh going to stand gosh. by it. Tell us right now. If you're thinking about the, the, the glam and the extravagance, Volnavia as played by Lady Gaga. <gasps> That could be very interesting. Oh, like a silent yeah. performance that is all Think just about, looks like, and fashion. And I'm like, I'm going to, st- I stand by that comment. Fight and me. She designs yeah. all the costumes. Yeah, need, I think oh, that would yeah. be a great idea. I, I, like, like, I don't know why that just clicked in my head when you were talking. And I'm like, that that's my pick. Now I'm like thinking about her um, dress that she wore um, to the Oscars for um, a Star is Born, like that big, big, big one that mm-hmm. she went up to the piano to sing with Bradley Cooper. And you imagine, and just stop and picture her like conducting like this orchestra of the dead robots. Just, just, mm. mm-hmm. no, I, don't know. I would love it. That's a great choice. Yeah. Thank you. I'll be here Let's all week. Let's make this movie. Please remember to tip your server. <laughs> who's this? Who's the server here? Like uh, you? I don't know. I didn't. You poured my drink. If you would like to tip us, you can do so in any of our links in the. <laughs> <laughs> this episode brought to you by. We are your server today. Anyway. Uh, us. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of left turns, we've driven all the way into the weeds at this point. Hey, it's cool. People <laughs> <like> grass. <laughs> brass, brass unicorns that impale people. Well, I, I, I really said grass. I heard brass. People like grass as well. Brass, brass, grass is fine. You know, it's fine. Um, yeah. A brass unicorn has been catapulted across a busy London street and impaled an eminent surgeon. 
Words fail me. <laughs> the way the way you read that, I'm like, is this Dungeons and Dragons, and that's the attack that just happened? You're like reading this like out of I a wild brass unicorn you, appears. How many times did they have to do that take so that like could keep everyone from laughing? like when that yeah. happened? I was like, I was like, what the actual shit just happened? And then and they look at it, and you just see it start to twist. Please, okay, watch. The movie's great, but like I need everyone in the world to see that scene. It's amazing. Okay, I have one last question. Go for it. Why Brussels sprouts? That's because a good they're question. terrible. But I'm not like, really terrible. Do unless they attract, they're wrapped in bacon. Do they attract locusts? Well, and can locusts like eat your face down to the? I don't I care. It was amazing. Got, anyway. I guess if they got going, <laughs> they wouldn't know. We where need MythBusters on this stat. But um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I always. I don't know why Brussels sprouts either. I mean, I thought apples or maybe limes might work just as well, but I don't know why they hmm. went with Brussels sprouts. Um, but Hold that's. Up. But talking about laughing though, it's like uh, that's something I. That's that's something I, I have trouble with on the set sometimes if. If someone does a line that's funny, I, I sometimes I'll laugh and I'll ruin the take. I've, I've done that before, and people are like the director's not supposed to do that, and I'm like, mm, do another one. I'm directing <laughs> you to do another take. Are you are you are you looking up the feeding habits of locusts on your phone I, right now? I really am. Apparently, uh, it like people do feed their locusts um, Brussels sprouts and other greens. So maybe Son of it a was bitch, just, this movie taught us something. Maybe. Uh, Maybe it's just a deep cut, and someone owned all those locusts, and they're like, you know what? They really love Brussels, Brussels sprouts, sprouts and basil, <laughs> so that's what you need to blend together, but only the best. Could be. Only the best. Absolutely. That's that's all I got. <laughs> Who's eating my Brussels sprouts? Oh, no. <laughs> when we were filming my, when we were doing my movie, uh, Bite Marks, and there was a scene where Benjamin uh, Lutz, who played the truck driver, had to say something uh, funny and there was nothing in the script and I told him you're gonna I told him to improv something um, and I said just just rattle off a bunch of them so I'm not gonna cut just just start just rattle off a bunch of them a, a bunch of lines I said but I want I want the word mosquito avocado and I, a, a couple other things and I said just those are the words I wanted them just go and, and do what you can and he just rattled off about five or six improv sentences and i was just laughing hysterically and i was just like, awesome. ruining them i was ruining all of them but uh it was it was so great I, it was just so funny i love it i love it hey friends are we are we at the end i i, I feel like I, I, yeah mark, mark this one this one's your baby do you have anything else you want to share with or talk about that we haven't talked about um oh uh, no not really i just want to like uh Thank everybody for listening to us rant about this uh, this wonderful little movie and plug your stuff. Plug yeah, your I, stuff. I, I, I was gonna say special special thanks most of all to Mark Bessinger for, for our, our, our good dear friend for for jumping on with us today. Uh, but yes, pl oh, please please plug your stuff. How 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 tell the people how they can see your art. Well, um, uh, you can order my film Ninja Zombie. You can order most order most of my films through Amazon, but Ninja Zombie bite marks in particular. Um, and then uh, you can find uh, our Jacobs and my show, Ghost in the Graveyard, the series. You can find that on YouTube, along with my radio horror show, uh, Fiendish Things. And, um, and I, I think highly recommend you do all of that. Go <laughs> listen to him. Go now. <laughs> you might see a ghost that doesn't look like me at all. It's not me. I promise. No, it might be. Okay. No promises. And then you can also find me on Facebook uh, and on Twitter 
uh, and Instagram. Yeah. Well, if you have any questions or comments, yeah. like yeah, we'll, we'll spell all that out. We'll, in we'll the include we'll ins- include links uh, for Mark. Description. Include links We're gonna for Mark. Inscribe and everything. This description, this episode description, into the internet. Pull your trusty decoder so ring that, out of the box of cereal yes, to understand, so that you know where to go. So we'll we'll get all your socials tagged in that, so people know where to find you. <laughs> but but Yay. but seriously, Mark, thank, thank you, you so thank much. you so much oh, for showing no, us. Thanks for having thank me. You for so much fun joining hey, us. No, now, it was it was a blast. Now we'll watch West Side Story because that's like my favorite. Well, this, yeah, I, I'd say, you know, podcast over, but we could go have a couple more drinks and watch a couple more movies. Hey, let's like go time. get pizza. Yeah. Hey, this, yeah. This podcast brought to you by you keep AZ doing that. Pizza. You keep doing that. It could happen. Well. Uh, Fake it till you make it. Well, uh, okay, so... Uh, Thank you all for joining us. Uh, again, uh, our normal outro won't apply here because uh, this is not a me showing Emily a movie. So, But uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, please rejoin us on the next episode of Feels Like the First Time where we continue to catch Emily up one movie at a time or, in special cases like this, me as well. And um, maybe soon, hopefully soon, we'll watch Frozen and Frozen 2. You really got to quit. I'm that. never going to quit. And I'm going to... Never stop stopping. If you, I'm going to Dr. Fibes you. How <gasps> dare you. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Okay, bye. Bye. Well, thanks for listening to us rant about movie stuffs. Make sure to follow, like, and subscribe and all that fun stuff. And find us on social media at Feels Like the First Time Podcast. And, you know, tell your friends and family about how awesome you think we are. And if you do like what you hear, feel free to buy us a drink. You can find tips slash donate options in the links as well. And as always, I'm Emily. And I'm Jake. And and we'll we'll catch you all on the next next episode. episode. Where we continue to catch Emily up one movie at a time. Give me a break. I literally just crossed another one off the list. You know... You haven't seen every movie either. I never said I did. Okay, that's not the point. The point is... Bye!